Welcome to All In Uncensored with Ryan and Brian. Episode three, here we are. What do you have to say, Brian Taylor? Episode three, the last great American land yacht and other stories from 2008. That's the title of this episode. Yeah. We're going to share stories about adversity and lessons we learned from the recession of 2008. Yeah. I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's apropos for the time that we're kind of in right now. I think people feel like there's this underlying current of uncertainty going on with the economy and possible recession coming our way. So let's help our audience get out in front of it and give them some good tips on based on personal experiences, you know? You know, a lot of people are drawing similarities to the the housing market of today versus 2008, and it's nothing like 2008. Nope, totally different thing. Supply and demand, we have equity now. Yeah, that's it, a big thing. We'll talk so about different. that. It's so different. We'll talk about that. Um, you know, the thing too is if you guys are going through a hard time, we just want to encourage you that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. We have both been put through the ringer. We've had our big moment in our lives where experience was a great teacher. And we're here to share that. And maybe you can glean some wisdom off of that so you don't repeat some of the mistakes we made, maybe. We don't want them to make the same mistakes we no. made. And if, you, and if you have to go through it, though, we're going to be here to help guide you. That's right. Yep. So some of the things we're going to be exploring in this episode – we talked about 2008. How can the past help us in the present? I think this is going to be a good lesson for people. Yep. I'm going to talk about what's leading up to this episode title, The Last Great American Land Yacht. I'll talk about uh, my ER visit back in 2008 due to a grand mal seizure. Um, kind of crazy stuff. That is crazy stuff. Then you've got some stories to share about your time during 2008. 2008 was a crazy time. We will get into that. Yep. Um and then we're going to wrap this show up with the benefits of hindsight and how to face adversity and some tools that we can help you with moving forward. Um, and we'll touch a little bit on some budgeting tips and and we'll dive do a deeper dive in a future episode on that stuff to, to help anybody out who's looking for that sort of help. So let's get into it. Yes, let's do. 2008 crisis. But wait, before we get into it, oh. we have a special guest today. Oh, let's bring our very guest first out. guest on our our show. Let me let me introduce G Money. G Money is in the house. He is going to join us for this episode. <laughs> um, our awesome friend Michelle Getson over at United Wholesale Mortgage uh, delivered him to us uh, a few months ago, and he's been thriving in this environment. He loves the positivity. Um, he's experienced a tremendous amount of growth since he's joined our team. I think he's about twice the size as, uh, uh, when we got him. Yeah, and he's just uh, really filling out into just a, another great asset to the team. If you're listening to this show and not seeing this on uh, social media, G Money is our money tree that was given to us. Yes, and G Money is making big things happen in our business. So we're going to maybe pull him a little bit more this way. Yeah. So G Money is not going to have a lot of words to say in this podcast, but he is with us. Here's what he has to say. <laughs> okay, let's get into it, shall we? Oh man, hey, <laughs> do, you, do do you know what kind of shoes a kidnapper wears? <laughs> no, white Vans. Oh no. Oh, I should have saw that coming. Let's get into the show. Oh. Uh, Dude, you're killing me here. Uh. 
I mean, you, right. right now these are tears of, of laughter, maybe tears of other stuff later on here. So what happened in 2008? Well, we had quite the housing crisis in 2008. We had um, people getting loans that didn't get loans. The, the biggest loans that were given out were, you know, the stated income, no income, no assets. People were just buying houses crazy. If you saw the movie The Big Short, it's yeah. an excellent movie about the whole thing. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch that. Some really good takeaways on what people were doing. I mean, people with low earning jobs were buying multiple houses and renting them. Fraud was everywhere. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's stories that we learn in our continuing education about mortgage fraud. Lots of lessons still being learned from 2008. Even today, it's it's absolutely crazy what happened back then. Um, the other thing, too, uh, a lot of people personally, myself included, uh, experienced bankruptcy, foreclosure, and or short sales. And at the time, there was a lot of uh, humility or humiliation around that. And I felt like that was just a uh, a humiliating experience. And then what I have found as I've moved past that is being able to share that with people who are a little, maybe a little bit reserved to share that they had a bad beat financially. Um, I'm finding that this collectiveness of sharing each other's personal testimony to hard times that we've all experienced. So nobody's perfect. Everybody goes through tough times and it's okay to be not okay sometimes. It is okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely experienced some of that also when 2008 hit. Um, I was doing well in the mortgage industry. I was new to the business. I'd only been in a few years. Uh, my wife decided that, uh, well, my wife and I decided that it was best for her to quit her job because financially we were fine. And then I got a pink slip one day and the feds came in and closed us down. We, uh, mortgages basically went away and foreclosure started to be rampant. Dude, that's, I mean, that's such a common story that happened. I remember literally I had clients getting ready to close loans and banks would call, sorry, we're not going to fund your loan. Click. Yeah. It was it, devastating. It, that was devastating on a, from a income standpoint, that was devastating from the standpoint of I was trying to build wealth for myself. I had a couple rental houses that all at the same time, basically my wife quit her job. My income went down about 75%. I had two small kids at home. Um, at the time they were one and three. Uh, I had two rental houses that both went vacant at the same time. Both of my tenants absolutely destroyed the houses and I had to make a decision. Did I want to spend 40 or $50,000 per house to get them back up and in running shape and, and start renting, renting them again? Hoping that they would pay rent. Hoping that they would pay rent. Yeah. Or make the hard decision. And that's what I did. I let him go to foreclosure. Yep. You know what you hard lesson. Yeah. I mean, you, you were a victim of a circumstance and you had to let that go. Um, so tell me more. So how old were your kids at the time? One and three, one and three, dude, that's gotta be rough. That was rough. Not knowing, not knowing where money was going to come from. We had some money in the bank. We had savings. Um, we didn't want to live on that and, uh, we had some decisions to make on what we were going to do. And, you know, my decisions at the time were, uh, let some assets go that, that I owned and start over. Yeah. 
What do you think the hardest part for you was during that time? I think the hardest part for me was was truly figuring out what I wanted to do. You know, I was new to the mortgage industry and I had to make a choice on on what direction I was going to go. I was a truck driver before that and um, I had a choice of going back to driving truck, knowing where that money was going to come from, or put my head down and know that I can do this business. And I knew that, you know, I'm a people person and I love helping people and that's what this business is about. So I knew from that standpoint, that's the direction I wanted to go. I think one of the hardest things for me is from a moral standpoint was to give those houses back to the bank. I, I signed the document uh, saying you, that I was going signed to pay. A promise. Yep. And, and, uh, that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Dude. I, I feel you on that. Um, Tell me your story. Okay, let's. Uh, I'm gonna pull up some. We have little bullet points here. So, uh, it was in the mortgage industry. You know, the end of 2007. That's when all the mess started happening. There was one evening I was at, standing at my uh, countertop in our kitchen. All of a sudden, the left hand side of my body went completely numb. I thought I was having a stroke. That's crazy. I started blacking out. I called for my wife's. And she like came over and caught me before I smacked my head on a granite countertop. Next thing I know, I woke up in the ER. Wow. I was like, what the hell happened? Well, come to find out it was a grand mal seizure and they took an x-ray, found a little lesion on my brain. So I'm like, oh, great. Guess what? I was young at the time. Didn't have medical insurance, didn't feel the need for it. Brian, you're still young. I know I'm still young. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. So no medical insurance. I'm like, oh man, I'm totally host here. And at the time we were living in a gated community in Gig Harbor, pretty much our dream home. And we had eight rental properties. We were building a real estate empire. And literally overnight, everything came tumbling down. My health, the the real estate market, everything. So went from that to not being able to drive for six months, Washington state law. Uh, they found, oh, wow. yep, they wanted to go in and do brain surgery and take a little sample of my tissue. My wife said, no way, went up to Swedish medical, started doing all this diagnostic testing. Long story short, I was on this crazy anti-seizure medication that made you feel freaking depressed all the time. Uh, wasn't getting, having any income coming in. So all of a sudden all my bills are like stacking up, stacking up. My renters all stopped paying rent. So same kind of situation, just yeah. like everything. I'm like, I've got to try to sell then. So I called a real estate attorney. Hey, can I sell? Nope. You're upside down. You got medical issues. Uh, Your medical bills are stacking up. I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars it was at that point. But when you start throwing in brain doctors and MRIs and all this diagnostic testing, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. Like, so what ended up happening, we had to file bankruptcy and we had to walk away from almost $3 million of discharge debt. It was, it was insane. Unreal. Unreal. One of the most humbling, uh, awful experiences of my life. But to that point, uh, we need to give both give a shout out to our wives. My wife stood by my side through that entire damn thing. Could have easily walked away, said, you effed up. I don't want to have anything to do with you. She didn't complain one time. She just like pretty much picked up the slack, towed the line and pulled me out of a real dark time. And yeah. like to this day, it's like I would never have survived that without her. Yeah, no, my wife was a total trooper during that time. It was yeah. absolutely crazy. She, she, you know, she quit her job. She wasn't doing anything. Well, she was. She had a huge job taking care of my, my two lovely boys. That's right. And that is a job that I'm super thankful for 
her taking care of that because, you know, I've spent short periods of time with those little kids. That's a hard job. So to all you mothers out there. Yes. Kudos to you. Yep. And to but, all you wives uh, supporting behind the scenes, the the gratitude that we have for you. Thank you so much for just being there and supporting. Yes. Thank you. So shout out to Deanna and Jenny. Yep. Thanks for standing there and yep. being by our side and, and sticking with us. Yeah. More more things to come, right? Yes. Right. <laughs> so, all, so all of this fallout happened from all my medical stuff, right? Yep. So what, the title of the last great American land yacht. So, dude, I lost. I even lost my '98 Toyota Tacoma pickup truck, which I loved. So I gave everything back. I, it was like starting all the way oh. over with zero. Luckily, I was able to keep my wife out of the bankruptcy, so we preserved her credit. Thank God. Yeah. Um, so, th- thank God for my aunt and uncle too. They had a '95 Buick Lesabre sitting around that they didn't need. I was able to buy it off of them, and this thing is the epitome of American comfort. It is a sleek four-door white sedan with chipping paint. You can see the gray primer underneath. The blue leather interior is just a different level of comfort. When you roll down the road, you know that you're in a land yacht. What animal is blue leather? <laughs> yeah, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but yeah, so I got it. I got back into sales. I left the mortgage business. I'm like, F this. You know, I, I can't do this anymore. So I decided to pop over to insurance and make a go of it there. And at that time we had to do appointments at the kitchen table at our client's house. There was like not Zoom calls or any of that. No. Meeting belly to belly. So here I am rolling in my great American land yacht. So I park, I would typically park about a block away and then walk to the client's house and uh, show up just, you know, just to make you were sure. Embarrassed. I was embarrassed. So, But th- you didn't need to be. I didn't need to be. And, and I'm, I'm coming full circle with that. So I was completely down and humiliated and embarrassed by everything that had happened to me. And I saw, and I even took a picture of my Buick LeSabre and put that on my vision board here, like in the last year and a half, as a reminder of a place I never want to get back to again. But interestingly enough, since we've been working on all this mindset stuff, I've come full circle. I actually want to get a 95 Buick (laughs) LeSabre with white paint and blue leather interior and make that my daily driver again because now it's a point of pride. It reminds me of how far I've come at my lowest point in time. So if you're out here listening to us and uh, you can help with finding cars, that's what yeah. Brian needs. If you have a 95 Buick LeSabre you want to sell, hit me up. <laughs> I would love to talk to you about that. They truly are the great American land yacht. The great American land yacht. I Honestly, I can't even picture what that car looks like. Dude, if you saw it, you'd say, we need to roll for a road trip in that thing to Joseph, Oregon, because it would be seven hours of pure comfort. I don't know about that. Yeah, it'd be rad. It would be rad. <laughs> so I guess the point of us sharing our stories, I, I mean, I could talk for two hours on what happened. You probably could do the same. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we don't need to sit here and, and beat it to death, but we we say and share our experiences to let you know that... If you're going through a tough time, it's okay. Other people have been through tough times, and guess what? There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So um, adversity is a really good teacher. Um, you know, like I talked about, the last Great American Land Yacht has become a symbol of pride for me now. It yeah. reminds me of where I was and how far I've come, and it also reminds me I'm no longer trapped by the material things. I don't need to have 
the latest and greatest Tesla or whatever to make me feel satisfied and whole as a human being. No. Yep. Uh, it represents a fresh start. It represents uh, the fact that family rallied around me when I needed it the most. And like people came out of the woodwork to help me when they didn't have to. And that's that's huge. And we're here to do the same for you. We are here to do the same. History is a great teacher. And you said it earlier, it is okay to be okay. You know, we have so many things that hit us every single day. And we have, with those things, you can take those as negative and just bury your head in the sand. Yeah. Or you can take them as positive and be grateful for the things that you're learning. The negative things are learning experiences. Take those, figure out how to make it, turn it into a positive and run with it. Yeah, totally. Um, so for those people that are out there struggling now with debt, what would you suggest they do? Well, I mean, every situation as a is different. As a homeowner with debt, I think you need to go talk to a professional like us yep. and um, restructure. You know, we have the huge difference between 2008 and now is everybody has so much equity, but everybody has so much debt also. The, the amount of debt in the United States topped a trillion dollars a couple months ago. It's insane. If you have a home and you have all this equity, there are things you can do. So many people are tied to their super low interest rate right now. And they, you know, they, it's like they hang that 3% interest rate on a gold chain around their neck. Like, do you go up to a dinner party and see people advertising what rate they have on their mortgage? No, no. So it doesn't matter if it's three and a half percent or six and a half or 7%. But if you're paying 25 or 30% on credit card debt and you have a $1,200 a month vehicle loan payment and you start missing those payments, guess what? Your credit's going to tank. And then the equity you do have in the home, you're not going to be able to access it. You need to talk to somebody before yeah. you get to the point of Don't start make the missing mistake we payments. Did. Um, and there's there's multiple different ways of doing it. You can keep your low rate and get a home equity line of credit. We can do those too. But we we can take all of your debt if you have that and you need to restructure, put it in a calculator that gives us a blended rate over everything. And it might make sense even at, with rates where they're at today at 7.5%. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many different ways you can do that. And the other thing too, um, and I swear this is like, this is one of the great mysteries of the world. Like everybody's good at making a budget for their business and making a budget for whatever, but their household budget, it's like- Throw it out the window. It's like the Bermuda Triangle, dude. Nobody knows. And here's why. My friend figured this out. You have, you know what your fixed rate, your fixed expenses are. You know what your t roughly what your utility bill is going to be every month, your yep. rent or house payment, all those things. But you know where people get into trouble? Swiping the card and their variable expenses. So that those things are the the thing that are just causing people a lot of grief right now. And so there there are some tools out there, folks, that can help you turn those variable into fixed cash withdrawals. So you're like staying within a budget to where now you have control over your budget and can actually make a plan to eliminate debt. I know personally people who have paid off over $150,000 in one year of, of unsecured and auto loan debt. It's insane. Being on that budget is a huge thing. Like yes. knowing how much you can spend online shopping right now. Look, it's I've been control. victim to it. I love to look at things <laughs> online. I love I Amazon, love, by the way. <laughs> Amazon, Amazon likes my house. Yeah. Um, but when money is tight, Amazon doesn't come to my house anymore. I'm pretty sure our Amazon driver is going to attend our next uh, dinner party. You know, <laughs> I mean, we know him that well now. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so the really what the budget represents is controlling your controllables. So just like in any situation, uh, there are lots of things that are, are out of your control. And then there's things you can control. You, your spending is one of those things you can decide and choose to control if you really want to do it. Yeah. You know, just because you have money in your account doesn't necessarily mean you need to go spend $16 on a couple of lattes at Starbucks. Oh, my gosh. It's insane, by the way. Everything's so expensive these days. Yeah. So I just think that we're coming in times of adversity. Maybe some of you are already in times of adversity. Don't despair. Uh, you know, if you if you want somebody just to lift you up, it's another great day over here. You know what I mean? We're always here to help lift you guys up. So reach out, shoot us some comment, send us a direct message, whatever you got to do. Uh, we'll, we'd love to just help however we can, whatever that looks like, even if it's just to refer you to somebody, just Absolutely. give us a shout. We're here to help. We are doing this show not only for us. Look, we do mortgages, but we want to do this and we want to have, we're going to have guests on from a wide spectrum to help you with everything financially, um, positivity. It's, uh, it's basically a holistic approach to home ownership and beyond. all encompassing. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond. So what are some final thoughts that you have here? Some final thoughts are be real. Yeah. Be yourself. Like when you see adversity, tackle it. Yeah. Go after it. Don't put your head in the sand. Yeah. And the, th the other thing too, don't be afraid to allow yourself some time to, f to grieve and feel the emotion of it. Um, it's called emotional intelligence. Just allow that to wash over you and experience it for what it is, but then have put some stuff into action after you give yourself a period of time to feel that stuff and then acknowledge it for what it is and then move past it. Like you're saying, yeah. and then face it head on. Market cycles come, market cycles go. Yes. We are likely coming into an, a, it's like a, a roller recession. coaster. It's, it's just this constant roller coaster of stuff. Sorry, G money. G money. Got yeah. You hit them. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Um, yeah. And again, just using adversity as a teacher versus an adversary. And I think this is actually kind of leading up to our next episode, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Tell us more about what we're, what we can expect. Victim or Victor. That's the name of our next episode. That's right. Where we'll be bringing, bridging the gap by dividing, dividing, diving, by diving more into adversity and how to overcome it. Yes. And we've got some great uh, people that we heard speak here recently at a couple of events we attended. And we can't wait to share this with all of you. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Amazing speakers. I was apprehensive going in and coming out. I couldn't have been more happy that I was there. Yep. Same here. We're worth the investment of our time and resources to do that. Yep. Well, uh, don't forget to tune in next week again to episode four, Victim or Victor. Um, don't forget to subscribe to our show. It's available on most social media platforms, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google. And you can catch show clips on our Instagram and YouTube channels as well. Thanks again for coming. Yes. It's another great day. It's another great day. Peace. Peace.